0: Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to introduce you to my next guest on the Swim for Try podcast, uh, Mr. Dickon Loy from Marathon Swims. Um, Welcome. Welcome. Thank you for for joining me. Um, How's lockdown been going for you? Uh, Yeah, well, lockdown
1: um, for me on a on a work level. uh, I work from home anyway. um, so it's not changed too much. Obviously, uh, the, the meetings often in central London have, have been cut out, but uh, yeah, work-wise, business as usual, but of, of course, um, everything changes in terms of you know, access to, to water and, uh, and, and access generally, so uh, challenging times, but uh, yeah, we'll, we'll come through.
0: Would I be right in thinking, was the Cheltenham Lido event taking place again this summer?
1: Uh, it wasn't. Uh, the Cheltenham Lido, absolutely fantastic venue. Um, it uh, yeah been around since, I think, 1930s, so real art deco Lido, right in the heart of, of uh, Cheltenham. Uh, last year, they, they uh, wanted to put on their own marathon swims event. Uh, which uh, which we did, and it's was uh, absolutely fantastic. Um, we are looking to develop the Marathon Swims um, concept and build it into a, a national series, but uh, at the moment for 2020, uh, London, uh, the London Aquatic Centre is the, is the only venue we're going to this year, although we uh, earlier in the year we did have plans for more, but at the moment it's, it's just the one.
0: It's weird, isn't it? So quite fortuitous, really, that you know it, because it, that would have been disappointing to to cancel that along with so many of the other events and and cope and deal with that. So, in a weird way, probably helpful uh, it, it was off the table anyway. But I, I saw the pictures, and it and it is a beautiful pool. Uh, it would be great to to get back there. Um, so before we talk more about your events, um, where does your background? In swimming, come from? Are you? Were you a swimmer? T- tell us a little bit more about your background, if you don't mind.
1: Yeah, let's uh, let, let's address that one to start with. <laughs> I think that's a, that's a good 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 place to start. I would certainly not call myself a swimmer. Not in, you know, in your league or, or probably many of your uh, uh, your clients' leagues. Um, I, I suppose sporting wise. Uh, Football affairs, first, then uh-huh. got into running, and then really, through my running club uh got into triathlon so if I was anything, I would call myself a triathlete uh but not not a not a swimmer i think where where my swimming um, uh knowledge and experience comes that comes from my sort of professional life uh I started off. In facility management, so in, uh, health clubs, leisure centres, ah, that sort of thing, okay. and then got into events, and, and uh, swimmerthon was uh, the first uh, big event I really got got my teeth into. So uh, it's been a long history of working in sport all my life. But uh, in answer to your question, I wouldn't, I would call myself a
0: swimmer. <laughs> so I mean, are you are you? What I like about marathon swims is sort of, it's a little bit like when I first got involved with parkrun, it, it was the most simple of concept, but the more you did it, the more you analyzed the website, the stats, the results, it just became a, a whole nother level. And and I think with the clever software you use, the poolside timing, I mean, when I I mean, I've helped a few people over the years prepare and get ready. But for the first time, I, I did the event as a relay last year. And to sort of check my splits, see how my 1Ks fared against the earlier ones, it just became a whole. So are you, are you sort of data driven? Did you want to just bring swimming more to the foreground from a marketing point of view? Did you feel it just wasn't being marketed that well and, and an event was needed to help? Where, what was the inspiration?
1: Yeah, uh, really, really good question. I think um, first and foremost, uh, swimming is unlike any other sport, and it's probably behind a lot of sports. Yeah. Um, and 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 this is where I think me coming into uh, the swimming realm as a and I call myself a non-swimmer. You know, I I do swim. I can swim, but I wouldn't call myself a swimmer. I think that's been really healthy for me to take a different view on things um, I spent uh, about 12 years or so uh, working for a, a large uh, sports agency and in that time I really learned um, you know the importance of participation and the importance of an authentic uh, sporting challenge and in creating in in creating marathon swims, I suppose I, I took a look at um, the swimming world, and I thought, well, outside of you know club events, masters events, national competitions, there's very very little that the everyday swimmer could do. It's and hard bear in to. Mind, this is a huge sport.
0: It's hard to country. access unless um, you're a swimmer, isn't it?
1: Uh, it's absolutely huge, and the um, Active Lives data and stats that come comes out every now and again from or England always seems to show swimming on a slight decline, but it's still huge in numbers, and and, it, and those numbers rival those the, the numbers running. So it's a it's a massive sport, and I just thought for the everyday swimmer, there's very very few challenges outside of open water. Uh, which, you know, there's some fantastic events there and and uh, they're, they're all growing. But for the pool-based swimmer, which is probably 90% of the swimming that happens in this country, there was there was nothing for them outside of an event that, you know, I, I worked on for years and know really well, which was, was Swimathon. So my goal in creating Marathon Swims was to... to First of all, start by creating the, the London Marathon of swimming. I thought that's what
0: it sport needs, sport needs. Yeah, okay
1: and and the success of the London Marathon isn't with the elites at the front, although they are amazing to watch. It's not with the fast club runners clocking sub three hour marathon times at the, at, the, uh, at the front of the pack. It's in that long tail of people doing a marathon for the very first time, maybe they won't ever do one again, and raising thousands and thousands for charity. That's the beauty of the marathon, and, and in particular in the London Marathon, um, which I've done a number of times, but uh, 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 yeah, enjoyed and Gone through that pain, and I just thought <laughs> actually swimming really needs its own marathon. So, uh, obviously, looked back. Uh, Two thousand and eight Beijing Games was the very first um, uh, Olympic marathon swim, ten k open water. Obviously, uh, Team GB did absolutely amazingly. You know, there were six medals on offer, and we we managed to claim three of them. So really should have been a springboard for uh, development of um, of distance swimming. And I thought, well, I'll, I'll take that. 10K is the standard distance. I'll reinvent it for the pool. Um, and that's, yeah, that, that's where I started, taking a bit of inspiration from everywhere and really trying to create an authentic sporting challenge for the everyday swimmer.
0: And, and it is... It... The parallel it's it's quite in in terms of what the marathon is one in in the world of running the swimming marathon i mean obviously that's why the the parallel distance it's it's not far off is it so so it was a it was a perfect and and again 10k in a pool i i i used to do a lot of training as a youngster and uh at christmas would be given a, a 10k main set and it's not much fun in a swimming pool but somehow the razzmatazz you you bring something to it that that and i think that's the beauty you know doing the um it's 100 meters ideally it's 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 perfect in a 10 lane 50 meter pool because you've got that one kilometer sweep from lane sort of well zero to nine one to ten however you want to be uh, about it but and then you get a little recovery you come back you can check your time you can have a drink you can do your instagram and that's what it needed to make it achievable uh, to break it up a little bit i mean how did you devise that
1: um yeah well first of all thank you for your your kind words and and, and of course what you said about it being comparable to uh, the running marathon is is exactly right you know the elites will run a marathon uh in now under 2 hours as we saw kipchoge do um uh, and of course the elites can can swim a marathon in uh, in under 2 hours um i think the only difference is at elite level as you said you'd sometimes tra- in a training session clock up 10k whereas uh, I doubt many um, marathon runners clock up the full 26.1 distance uh, training session. But uh, actually, that's a, one of the first questions we get asked is uh, we say, oh, we've got an event. It's at the London Aquatic Centre. Uh, it's, it's called Marathon Swims. Oh, what? You're, you're swimming 26.2 uh, <laughs> miles. No, no, no. no. Yeah, the, you know, the swimming marathon is is 10K. Um so yeah, that, um, it, it is a comparable distance. Um, the format, um, I, in terms of sort of developing innovations and uh, new concepts, I was uh, always taught to steal with glee. You know, take something that <laughs> someone else does well and replicate it, improve it, do it. So in doing Um, a lot of uh, triathlons, especially pool-based ones. Ah, yes. The snaking format that we use, where we start in lane, we call it one, but is is probably lane zero, up and down, move into lane two, up and down. And then, of course, uh, as you said, by the time you've gone up and down each one of the 10 lanes of a 10-lane, 50-meter pool, you've you've done a kilometre, come out of the pool... It triggers uh, your time on a, on the chip map, um, and that gives fantastic data, so you, you know, you're know you doing the marathon 10k, you're doing 10 loops, which mentally is a lot harder, a uh, lot easier to do than 200 lengths, you're still doing 200 lengths, but mentally uh, uh, much, much better. But you, you're getting your data, you're getting your, your 1k splits. And you're even getting data on your transition time, and again, taking you know sort of learnings from triathlon, um, you know where you you have T1, T2, you know transition one and two. Here we've got T1 to nine, and you can see where where you've been spending the time. <laughs> absolutely right. If you're racing it and you're after a time, run through on the on the map, dive back into lane one, and off you go. Um, equally, absolutely fine. Take your time, chat to your friends on poolside, have a drink. Uh, and in fact, in this, uh, in 2019's event, which was uh, back in November, um, we had this one lady who was determined to complete the 10K. And um, absolutely hats off to her. She had our strategy. And her strategy was to swim a kilometre, albeit slowly, Get out of the pool, have a shower, dry herself off, eat something. 15, 20 minutes later, go back into the pool and, and complete. She took eight hours to do the ten k, but absolutely hats off to her. You know that was her strategy. She's completed something that uh, you know uh, not oh, not wow. many have uh, completed to date. So yeah, it's uh, it's an accessible format. Uh, we provide the data for those people that uh, you know, are really interested in it. But at the end of the day, it's an authentic challenge, which um, has so far sold out each year and, and really captured the imagination.
0: And, and obviously with pools currently closed, uh, has that impacted? How, how are you viewing this year's event? I mean, Logic says the government's been under some... Pressure with petitions and various to, to reopen, you know, quite soon to help save the, the 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 industry, the related, you know, a lot of jobs involved in running pools and things. It'd be nice, you know, if, as long as it's all safe. It'll it'd be great to have them reopen. But you're you're carrying on. I mean, you, luckily you do have until November, don't you? Yeah, we
1: you know obviously when this this crisis broke, um, uh, I was reasonably calm initially because our event is much later in the year uh, and that was by design as well you know we um the events industry and wh- whether you're doing triathlons running or, or open water swimming generally is in the uh, spring and summer months by positioning ourselves in november we we knew that was a, a great time for us to be which we've established it so we knew we had a bit of time um, obviously there was a, you know, there's, there's a concern in terms of, uh, you know, whether the event can uh, go ahead, but obviously the government decisions that are coming up soon, um, I think they'll be opening, uh, late July 20th, I, you know, um, if you're asking me to have a, have a punt and have a bet, I'd yeah. say the, the 20th, so hopefully that will, that will be the case, um. But yeah, it's a situation to uh, watch carefully. Um, uh, I, you know, we've been communicating regularly with the participants that we got signed up um, so far, and uh, yeah, it's we're, we're all keeping everything crossed. Um, but yeah, if, uh, but if decisions need to be made, we'll we'll, we'll deal with those when uh, uh, when we get there. But it has affected um, entries. To, you know, the event. Since day one has sold out each year, so um we're already actually sold out of the marathon ten k on the saturday um but over the last three or four months- t- well typically at this sort of stage, we probably have only a hundred couple of hundred places left um but uh yeah, not many people have entered over the last three or four months, but uh, that was there's enough time to yeah um. Get in the pool get training and build
0: up for, for november that's very much the hope so so when I when I announce this I will obviously uh, so so entries are currently open there are spaces available I will absolutely add that into to the links um, because it would be great to to promote and and get people signing up and you know if on on the perhaps the one uh, positive to come out of you know the lockdown is a lot of open waters going on at the moment. And we're seeing a lot of people previously, you know, not interested in triathlon, not interested, but just wanting some exercise and an alternative, maybe to the pools. So there's a whole new wave, hopefully of swimmers coming through and, and you're right with, there's a good chance we're going to miss this season's events. So to have an indoor event, to put some, you know, it's so much, you know, to, Training, I think, you know, if you've got an event entered, you get the training done. People ask me time and time, am I fit enough to do an Ironman event, a a, a, a whatever, a distance swim? Okay, well, enter and then give yourself a little bit of pressure. You'll get the training done. But, you know, there's no right or wrong answer, you know, am I fit enough? Um but 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 get it entered and, and what a great opportunity you've got. A November event. There's still plenty of time. There's a lot of weeks to get to you know, get to the lakes right now through until September, a lot of them stay open until September. And and then, you know, have an event to, to focus on and work towards. Um we'll do all we can to support that. That 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 absolutely makes sense. Thank thank you very
1: much. Yeah, yeah, there's a couple of things in there. I totally agree. I think if there are some positives to come out of this situation for for swimming, and I think um, swimming uh, generally has been uh, sort of lumped in with the gym, so I think it, it's if if swimming pools were standalone, they would or if more of them were standalone pools, they'd probably be open uh, right now because the. Uh, uh, I, th- I think a pool environment is a, a lot safer than, uh, say, uh, say a gym in- environment. But uh, yeah, there's positives that come out of this. It's been uh, fantastic to see uh, the number of open water venues who are selling out, adding more spaces, and uh, introducing new people to the uh, sport and experience of open water swimming. So that's um, uh, yeah, that's that's fantastic to see.
0: You, um, you, you gave us a little intro. intro uh, well, within the intro, you gave us a little background, but some of your other events, perhaps, um, you know, you've you've come to the fore now, and and I, I like your posts on LinkedIn. You know, you're you're very vocal, very pro swimming, obviously. It, it, but but you've you've actually been involved in the industry with other events for quite some time. Can you take us through some of the other things you've done? Yes,
1: yeah, sir. Um, I mean, I, I've. Spent my. I've been lucky enough to spend my entire career in sport, which is, um, which has been a, an absolute privilege. From studying it to lecturing in it, uh, then health and fitness clubs for for years, um, and yeah, probably for about the past fifteen years, I've been involved in in events, and and you picked up on one of the, the key drivers and importance of events, and that is. Actually, they can be real motivating factors for people, for people to uh, get active uh, and to um, uh, start training for something. You know, The fact that you've paid your money, the fact that you've got that date in your diary and uh, it's now four months away is a real motivating factor for you to uh, get in and run, swim, cycle or, or whatever the event is. So that's a, that's a key element of it. Yeah, I've, I've been lucky enough, uh, as I said, for the last 15 years or so to uh, work in sports events. So um, for probably about 10, 11 years, I was a commercial director at Light Sports, a uh, fantastic agency. Uh, you'll uh-huh. know many of their uh, events. They, they, they put on events such as uh, Swimathon and Royal Parks Half Marathon, uh, to name I mean, just a, just a couple, but um fantastic to work in that environment have the ability to, to apply knowledge in sport and creativity to uh, to to really to uh, uh, develop opportunities for brands or charities to to engage through sport so um looking at swimming in particular um, uh, years ago. Lucky enough to uh, be working on the on the pitch for uh, what, what was British Gas Swim Britain, uh, so that was a really interesting I... uh, campaign and program. So British Gas uh, at one stage used to uh, sponsor the um, Great Swim series. Yes, and they uh, really wanted to get more involved in swimming and, and really. Uh, develop um, their own property really so they, they put out a uh, competitive tender and uh, yeah we, we, we got together put our heads together and um, yeah I, I sort of thought you know what swimming is or can be uh, quite an isolated uh, or isolating sport you know it's not like going for a run or a cycle where you can be chatting to you to your friends as you go you know there's, there's no chatting in the pool <laughs> taking a rest at the end of the lane so I was keen to uh, see if we could build a more social element into swimming and again coming to st- coming back to stealing with glee and inspiration I've, I've done a couple of events that um, I, I thought were absolutely fantastic so um, one event in particular uh was my first ever triathlon, and it was a fantastic triathlon to do because it broke the each element up. So you had a you didn't have a transition; you had a rest because it was a team triathlon. So this is the uh, club relays that, oh, and uh, Nottingham. held in Nottingham each year, and that was a fantastic event. A as a first triathlon, but also as a as an event, the energy that you saw when someone came out of the out of the water looking for their teammate to pass a baton over to. It was, was really electric, and I was keen to um, uh, bring an element to that. So uh created, um, with, with the uh, wider team, a format where, you, rather than in, in a pool, rather than going up and down the lanes, we actually placed boys in I, the
0: pool. I you actually... Go
1: around the boys, and I, you'd swim a total of 250 metres... Tag your next teammate. They would then go in. So you would complete as a team of four. I think four k, and you'd each swim a k. But it was all broken up, and it was very social and lively.
0: I actually did that at the aquatic centre. Gosh, what was that? Five, six, seven years ago, maybe.
1: I think 2013, 2014. Okay. So it was great. Uh, yeah, I had the had the privilege of uh, you know pulling that uh, pitch together and uh, uh, and putting that. Uh, forward and also uh, creating uh, some other stuff with uh, the, the team at Swimathon so I uh, created the Open Water Swimathon which is um, literally just to bring the benefits of swimming uh, of Swimathon to open water venues um, and School Swimathon as well which was um, a very basic challenge but um, uh, just encouraging uh, children within their school swimming lessons to swim further than they'd ever swum before. So, you know, it wasn't uh, a particular distance challenge. Everyone can do this, whether it's taking a few strokes or or uh, completing uh, completing a few kilometres. So, um, yeah, had fantastic uh, fun enjoyment in you know creating and building different swimming properties. Uh, because like, you know, like uh, I said earlier, there's very little in the sport of swimming to engage the everyday swimmer, and it was just a pleasure to uh, create uh, projects and um, events such as those to uh, to see the enjoyment that can be had in swimming.
0: It, it's it's great that people like yourself are doing these things because it you know as a as a someone that's grown up loving swimming, it, it's. You know the hard work that the athletes put in and the talent they have, and then it's sort of only really okay in the recent years it's changed. But for many years, it literally was just the Olympics, and it would be very popular at the Olympics to watch. But then you wouldn't really see okay maybe a world champs every sort of two years. But it was all it had just had a funny image problem really. And you think this is this is such a, a great sport. Why aren't other people? you know, interested or observed. And, and what do you think sort of the, the, the problem's been?
1: Yeah, you know, what? I put it down to um, a very basic thing of, of a social element. Yeah. So where I think we've, we've seen growth in different sports um, recently, first of all, you know, brands can drive, uh, the innovation and change. And I think, you know, it's uh, probably fair to say there are much, much fewer brands in the sport of swimming oh, okay. than in other sports, running, football, and, uh, whatever sport it, it, it is. So, first of all, there isn't the brand engagement. Um, now, whether this is chicken and egg, because uh, the brands aren't involved, because there aren't the properties <laughs> or the opportunity to get involved or, or Sort of vice versa, but um, yeah, lack of brand in, involvement is is wrong. But the other element, uh, I believe, is the real social element and the growth in running uh recently. And r- no, running's obviously uh, had an absolute boom. You you've seen the development of park run. Uh, just look at the London Marathon stats. You know, it, it, there's now. Almost half a million people apply to get in the ballot for a single wow. event, which is absolutely unbelievable. Um, that that growth has been driven by things like parkrun, but also things which is very very social. Yes. Um, but also by the sort of running club mentality. Um, so. Previously, it used to all be athletics clubs. You know, if you wanted to run, well, you ran track and you went down to your athletics club. Well, those are still there and do an incredible, uh, incredibly important job. But the growth has been with the social element, so that the social, friendly, local running clubs that meet every Tuesday and Thursday and, and, and head off for a run. And we don't have that in swimming as much. You know, yeah. You've got your swimming clubs you've got masters but outside of that is someone who's interested in swimming going to necessarily come along and maybe not be that competent at, uh, at swimming are they going to turn up at their local club and join in on a social element um, and that, that that's the piece that I think is, is missing in the sport
0: you 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 know, being involved in swimming, I know there are pockets, there are groups that meet on Brighton Beach, they're all groups of friends that will come together for a Friday morning at the local Lido. So they're almost, it's a great distinction between athletic clubs and sort of People that just w- would like to go for a run and a social and get together, have a coffee afterwards. And but it's a lot harder to bring that together in the world of swimming, isn't it? I mean, we go to some pools, and London Fields Lido has a nice uh, little cafe. And after the swim, you know, it's thrive, it's buzzing with little groups on their tables talking about their swim. Maybe they're going off to do some, e- you know, very social, low-key event. Maybe they're getting ready for. Uh, you know, one of the great swims or something, but they're not going to Essex County Masters racing the the 200 IM trying to get a qualifying time. Yeah, It's two very different elements, isn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, and the other thing is, are you actually going to, you move, let's say you move house, you move to a new town, are you then going to Google, you know, who would you search for your local club to join? So, you're absolutely right. You know those social groups in swimming do exist, but they're probably existing social groups or got together through swimming. They're not necessarily groups that are set up. They've got a public presence, got a searchable presence that you could then go. You know what? I want to. I want to swim more. I want to do this. I enjoy it. I don't want to compete necessarily, but I, I want to do it more with others. Who can I go to? So that's the. Um, yeah that's that's the, the probably the, the the missing piece and go back to marathon swims as well there's something that as part of my research uh, before launching the the, the event that, that I did and I thought well actually if you if you do look at uh, the master's scene because it's it's thriving and it's you know popular um, there are very few master's meets that will offer a 1500, some won't even offer an 800 um, uh, event, and the, the reason is obvious, it's pool time, yeah. pool time's incredibly valuable and, and, and difficult and expensive to secure. Um, and the, the, the qualifying times to, to get into the master's side on the 1500 were incredibly quick, and so, if you, you know, if you wanted to do a, a distance, even if it was uh, 1,500 or, or 800, you know, there's already a... Uh, a barrier. A, 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 there's already a barrier.
0: A, a deliberate ploy to reduce the... And a few years ago, um, for National Masters, they tightened up the qualifying times and, you know, you had to do races, more races during the year to get qualifying times. Previously it was a little bit more relaxed but it's very hard to actually find local events that offer because as you say you know if I could put on 10 heats of the 100 you know I'm gonna sell 80 swimming slots rather than one heat of the 1500 and sell 8 slots um so financially you know what's going to happen so that was a little so that's that's nice That and and actually you know long the longer distance is is where the popularity is people you know want to swim longer surely it's there's fitness benefits there's time to you know defog your brain you know mental health benefits but that's not going to come in two minutes of fast swimming that's coming in 30 minutes of You know, facing the water and giving you a chance chance to switch your brain off, almost.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and and that's where there's a really close alignment to uh, between marathon swims and open water swimming, I I believe, because a lot of the people open water swimming um, are doing it without breaks, continuously uh, for for a time, which is a great switch off uh, and it's a great escapism. Um, and as part of the, again, part of the research before launching Marathon Swims, I thought, you know what, if I can, if I get support from the open water community, I think I've got a chance yeah. to make Marathon Swims work. So, uh, the very first bit of any sort of public awareness or um, research that I did, I uh, took a stand at the Outdoor Swimmer Show, which is at the Henley Mile. I think the event was meant to be, uh, was meant to be this weekend, I think. All right. Um, back in uh, 2017. And I just spent my whole day uh, talking to the swimmers who were taking part there, explaining what I was trying to do, getting their feedback. And the, 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 the response was fantastic. They all said, yes, I want to swim distances. Yes, I'm an open-water swimmer, but I, I do still swim in the pool. Uh, I do, especially at that time of year. Given our
0: climate, yeah.
1: And the 10K distance challenge uh, is really appealing, as is the half-marathon 5K and the, and the 1K as well. But So that gave me a huge amount of, uh, of confidence, knowing that uh, that, uh, that support seemed to be there.
0: And... I mean, I have to say what you've done up until this point has been fantastic. How, how are things playing out for the future? So we mentioned that Cheltenham wouldn't be happening, but plans for next year, new events, new distances, new venues. How how do you see the future shaping up? You've got this relationship now with Swimathon, um, and that's merging two great events. How's that working out? Yeah,
1: they're uh, fantastic, and, and really well. So uh, the Swimathon Foundation now owns, the event, which is which is great. So, marathon swims is now within the swimathon okay. family of events, um, and there, you know, we're we're benefiting uh, from thirty years of knowledge, know-how, and experience, and obviously from my previous work, I've, I've got a long history of working with them. So, uh, I know, um, uh, I, I knew it would be a, a really good move. Um, swimathon. As, as an event, is fantastic. You know, It happens in 600 pools around the country, happens every year, has raised, I think, 50 to 60 million pounds of wow. uh, fundraising over, over the years. Um, and for marathon swims, that's a really positive step. So, you know, because the aim was to create the London Marathon of Swimming, um, the charity element is really key. So in the first two years, we had um, uh, Cancer Research UK as the vital partner, titled Charity Partner. And uh, last year and this year, we've got Level Water, who are a fantastic uh, charity for um, teaching uh, swimming to uh, disabled children. So um, the, the charity element is at the heart of the event, just as it is in the London Marathon and the feeling was very much that this event, uh, if we're trying to replicate the London Marathon event, and you know, it should be in charity charity hands because the charity element is is key. And yeah, we've got um, big plans to take uh, the event around uh, around the country. Um, we had uh, plans to to do two or three events for this year, but, but like I said, we had to pull a couple of the events. Um, uh just as uh as COVID hit so our plan was to develop more uh but yeah into 2021 uh we've already got some dates penciled in and some of the major pools uh with the format we are limited to how many uh, venues we can go to so because the format really does need a 10-lane 50-meter pool uh, Sadly, there are only 13 of those in the whole of the UK.
0: Is that right? Okay, I was wondering what that stat was.
1: Yeah, so uh, there's one at op- uh, Lido, which is Sanford Parks, where we did an event last year. Um, and yeah, the, the others are spread out around the, the country from Plymouth to Aberdeen, and one over in uh, Bangor in Northern Ireland as well. So those 13 pools are our key target. <laughs> uh, and of course it's going to increase the 14 soon because uh, for birmingham 2022 they're building a, uh, a new 10 late 50 meter pool at sandwell so um, gradually and slowly increasing the, uh, the the capacity for the event but uh, yeah we'd be delighted if in three or four years time you know we'd be seeing uh, a marathons you know probably five ten marathon swim events around the country, Uh, because the the initial sort of idea was, right, well, if we're developing the London Marathon of Swimming, actually every city in the country, if not the world, has its own running marathon, half-marathon triathlon. So why don't these cities also have their own major swimming event? You know, it's a popular sport, Uh, It could be a a fantastic showpiece. So the idea very much is that each city with a major... That would be amazing. uh, ...will hopefully one day have its own swimming marathon alongside its own half marathon, triathlon, running marathon.
0: Just need someone to bring it all together. And I can't think of anyone better qualified or more suited... Are you, up, are you up for the job?
1: <laughs> it's, a, it's a team effort and you know, the, the team extends to uh, a large number of um, freelancers that we use on the event, some fantastic volunteers and of course now uh, the on Foundation uh, are incredibly supportive of, of the work we're doing. So um, yeah, it's uh, exciting, exciting times and uh, yeah, we can't wait to get back in the pool and get started.
0: Fingers crossed. I wish you well for all those plans. It does sound amazing. Congratulations on everything you've achieved. Just to give Level Water another plug there's uh, various lakes supporting Level Water uh, with open water events uh, to help them Back on the fundraising track, August 15th, 16th, um, we uh, at Stubbers will be supporting that. Um, Deacon, it's been a pleasure. Appreciate your time today. Hope to see you in November. Um, fingers crossed we back in the pool soon. And we look forward to another great event, 2020, and your expansion into 2021. That'd be amazing. Thanks for your time and uh, good luck. Thank you
1: very much, Dan. Absolute pleasure. And, yeah, see uh, you and a lot of your clients very soon, I'm sure.